0: Hello, Belinda.
1: Hi, Omar.
0: What is this week's gratitude theme? It's
1: card number 34, the foxglove plant, representing sing.
0: What a fun word, sing. But before we jump into it, maybe we can describe the card, the illustration itself from the artist Arlene Kim Suda, who we actually got to spend the weekend with. And I got to meet in person for the very first time and actually go into her studio in the garage and and see like some of her illustrations at scale on her wall. It was was quite delightful to actually see those illustrations and see her studio in real life. And so it's exciting to now look at this card and, you know, now having met the artist and seen some of her work. um, So what are we looking at?
1: well the first thing that really strikes the eye is just these five petals of the foxglove flower and they look a little bit like megaphones kind of drooping down looking at the three leaves below it with this word sing kind of in between one of the leaves and one of the megaphone petals
0: yeah i absolutely agree that the there, it's almost like it's got like a trumpet type orientation so you can almost imagine them sounding out I wonder what they are singing you know what, what is the foxglove singing what, what do we know about the foxglove
1: well this one was a really fun one to research because it has such interesting folklore around it so the foxglove actually comes from uh, Europe uh, that was originally where it's from and the Latin word for the plant is a digitalis, which uh, kind of reflects the fingers, the digits. Mm. So you almost can imagine sticking your finger into the trumpet-like flower almost. What's really paradoxical about this flower is that it's actually very toxic. So you don't want to have your pets or wildlife uh, kind of eating the flower, but the leaf itself, the second year of growth of this Flower is actually what they use to harvest a chemical compound that they use to heal a heart disease. Hmm. So something that is potentially toxic can also be deeply healing for the heart.
0: It's all about knowing the proportions and, and what I always just am struck by like, who is the first person to figure that out? Like, oh, not good. Oh, but in this quantity and taken in this way and just with the leaf, then your heart is better. It is sort of magical how and and this was in some ways oftentimes figured out even before kind of the science and the research. It was actually kind of a little bit more direct practice and learning um how these plants could heal people.
1: Yeah. And in Europe the this plant actually has um several names. And what they say is that some of the older names kind of reflect kind of a word of caution about the plant. So some of the words are like dead men's bells, witch's glove, bloody fingers. So if you just imagine these old names for that plant, you kind of approach it with a little bit of caution, right?
0: (laughs) Oh, that definitely sounds like warning. And I'm like imagining a bunch of pirates somehow with those names. Well, it's interesting too, because the word sing also has a lot of origin in Old English, and it means to chant, to celebrate, to tell in song. It's almost in one root is sungwa, mm-hmm. which is to make an incantation. It's almost like a chant um, or to like a spell. The other is kind of interesting. There's a strong relationship between the word sing and birds. So also in Old English, galdor means song. And from galen, which is to sing, which is also the source of the second element in nightingale. So nightingale is the singing bird. Um, and even in Greek, which is a and you think about the rooster or cock, which is literally the bird who sings for sunrise. And so I just, I love that uh, the word sing is really, I think, takes a lot of inspiration from animals and from birds in particular and and the singing that birds uh, bring us.
1: In the card, I just love how Arlene writes the word sing. It, it, the G in cursive, it just has that extra flair to it. And it just, you can kind of feel that resonance of song, and the joy and the delight of that. So I'm mm. feeling you, Omar.
0: It's all about movement. So in one word, when you look at this card the foxglove sing, what comes to you? Amplify. Hmm. What about you? I, I think for me, um, the word that's coming to me is delight. There's, there's a lightness and joy in singing. And even when you're sort of singing songs that are maybe sad and sorrowful, and I have a 13 um, year old daughter right now. So she's in prime angst mode and every song is very emo and, and drawn out, but there's like, there's still like a delight in it um, where there's like, okay, I'm feeling these emotions so fully. Uh, and that's, you know, maybe that's the other part of the word and and the action of singing. It's such an embodied experience, right? Like this is coming from within you um, And it's resonant like this is like literally sort of at this sort of vibrational level.
1: Well, along those lines, you know, you've talked a lot about the power of sound and in our embodiment class every week. You know, there are times where you're muted and you're just humming hmm. and you've you've shared a YouTube clip with me um, several times now. And we've, you know, even shared it in some of the circles that we hold that kind of represents the power of sound in, in a group context. Can you share a little bit about that? So
0: there's this, um, piece from Bobby McFerrin, who's this great acapella singer and he's in an auditorium filled with people. And it's actually at like a kind of Ted talk like <laughs> event and he's on stage and he hums a song and he jumps as if he's on a keyboard playing that sound and then he jumps to the left and there's two and he he goes up a note and the audience is literally able to call and repeat with him as he's dancing on the stage as if he's on a keyboard and so part of what I love about this practice is that these sounds and I think it's the uh, pentonic Uh, meter that he's demonstrating is really so universal within us because he is just dancing on this imaginary keyboard on a stage and everyone is able to move up and down the keyboard in tune with his movements. No coordination, no planning, just it's like literally this sort of harmonic um, element. And to me, it just represents our coherence. Like when we are present to the sound and where we are physically feeling, that's harmony.
1: So, we've had a chance to kind of connect with a word, each of us, around this free association game, the foxglove and the theme of sing. So, for all of you listeners, we'd love for you to, you know, look at that card if you have the card deck or imagine the flower and the word and. Come up with your own word today just to get present in this moment with this plant.
0: And now we get to hear the word and how the word was inspired by uh, the artist Arlene Kim Suda in her 100-day project.
2: Here is the story of the sing card featuring the foxglove. I remember this branch was drawn after encountering a flower arrangement featuring the foxglove at a popular restaurant here in San Francisco. It was a large, welcoming arrangement with several branches of blooming foxglove in it, and it really felt like the whole arrangement was singing, projecting joyful sounds like trumpets triumphantly blowing music through the air. But even though it felt joyful, the way the blooms droop over, I couldn't help but feel the plant had a bit of a deeper side to it like it could sense the suffering present through all the bustling noise in the restaurant. Don't they kind of look like they are bent over and almost sighing? So in a way, the flower not only felt joyful, but it also felt tired and defiant, like it would choose to sing even in the face of great difficulty or suffering. At the time, it led me to these delicate lines of poetry by Sylvia Plath, from her poem called, I Thought That I Could Not Be Hurt. How frail the human heart must be, a throbbing pulse, a trembling thing, a fragile shining instrument of crystal which can either weep or sing. And this flower provided a reminder of how at any given moment, We have the ability to choose to sing. And these foxglove flowers really did seem to be singing from their hearts that day.
1: Mm.
0: To weep or sing. What a, a beautiful way to acknowledge how our voices can share so much and so differently at the same time. right? Like the same mouth, the same tongue can just wallow in pain or share in joy. It's always sort of mind-boggling to me that that can happen. And we talked a little bit about embodiment work and and healing from trauma. And there's a lot of science now that shows that singing is a healing activity, um, that it, it actually allows us to become more grounded and release some of that pain in ways that sound maybe sad, but really, um, speak to that choice that I can take that pain and turn it into a song.
1: It's beautiful that every week we get a chance to explore different range of emotions and, and, and also feel their connection, you know, defiance and joy. I, I would not put together and yet they, they all coexist, right? Like it's the harmonization of all these feelings. And what I love about um, what you've brought to our collaboration, Omar, is just also the song. You know, every time we have a team retreat, we've had a se- this is our second one together in person. There's always an element of song that's a part of it, and it just brings aliveness. And, I, and you know, the th- you, me and Arlene talking about that, you know, what do we want to feel? How do we want to feel working together, co-creating together?
0: Well that's what you know I think part of the conversation and as we're looking at future ways that we want the cards to evolve we talk about well who are we talking to right and it was actually Arlene's husband was like I feel like you're talking to people who are at inflection points people who are in the midst of change and then we sort of thought about change and and growth and growing pains Right. And so growing pains can be difficult, but then they also sort of show that we're growing and evolving. And so I just, again, this sort of the tension in the song to weep or sing, right. It to me is a great sort of embodiment of growing pains that we can sort of take these things that maybe are difficult or challenging and figure out like, well, how am I sort of evolving and growing because of this?
1: And so literal with this plant, how it it can be toxic if you you know, don't know how to work with it and it can also be deeply healing. And, and that's such a big part of our journey. What brings us lightness and joy and what feels heavy and hard. And sometimes we need to feel heavy and hard. And, and then how do we acknowledge when we need to shift out of that?
0: So I was on Instagram yesterday, uh, the source of all meme knowledge and, There was this great quote from Jack Kornfield. He said, Free is not free from feelings, but free to feel each one and let it move on, unafraid of the movement of life. And so we can feel our feelings without becoming our feelings. We can feel the growing pains without becoming the pain. Um, We can feel the song uh, and then the song is over and we keep going in the movement of life. Uh, that's, you know, I think part of what song captures, it's just a moment. Um, but then the song is over and, you know, and we have to continue.
1: So are we ready for going deeper into the prompt today? What do you think?
0: So, yeah. What is the prompt?
1: So card number 34, the foxglove representing sing. What makes your heart sing? How does your song want to be expressed? So Omar, in the past couple of podcast episodes, you've shared a lot about what's bringing you delight, what is making your heart sing, what feels like your purpose as it's evolving into this new year. And you've talked a lot about this idea of Web3 And I was um, listening to the podcast from last week and I was wondering, I was like, you know, do do people know what that means? I mean, I partly know what it means because you have talked a lot about it with me. And so I just would love to hear about this intention of exploring Web3 this year. And why does it why are you so passionate about this?
0: (laughs) Why have I gone down the rabbit hole? You know, I I think for a long time I was super skeptical and didn't pay any attention to Bitcoin and you know because it felt like just yeah, speculation and I wasn't really that interested in it. But a friend recently kind of nudged me to look further into it and now what I've learned is that it's really building blocks and what you're now able to do is kind of combine uh, currency with coding, which is then like the ability to create things with these things called DAOs, which are these decentralized autonomous organizations, which is really about how do we organize people. And some call DAOs like the future of LLCs. And so to me, then all of a sudden you have I love social change. I love, like, what does it take to create and sustain change, right? And I've done that through green infrastructure and building uh, buildings. And I've done this through, like, okay, how do we connect at an emotional level and be present with our own hearts and sort of what's happening in culture? And, And I feel like this is the next wave and really how to be present to the innovation and the tools about how do we want to organize? I think fundamentally, and this is literally since I was in high school and I gave my senior uh, speech and I talked about, we live on the spaceship planet earth and we're flying through space and we've got this one Rocket ship that we're on, and what are we going to do with it? How are you going to share this resource and so to me, that's just been the underlying ethos is like how do we come together and organize ourselves in ways that acknowledge what's happening within us, what's happening with each other, and what's happening with our planet and This feels like one of for me at least a once in a lifetime set of tools um for us to organize ourselves and to really hopefully tap into our possibility in good ways. Um, We know that there are negative ways in which these tools can be used, Um, but I remain hopeful.
1: Hearing you share about this, I'm just really appreciating how you're taking this very technical thing, which I get really overwhelmed by all the details of the technical side, and you're reminding us of why why does why is this happening right there's obviously something that isn't happening that and the, a greater need that we have for this to to be created this new way of of being a new way of operating and um so what is the day-to-day experience of this because you know I I know that you're one who follows your passion you know and if you don't know, what the thing is, you're going to figure it out head first. What makes this thing exciting for you in terms of how you spend your time and your energy on this?
0: Well, I, I think of technology just like a little bit of context, like how I imagine early humans were with fire. I imagine early humans were fire, were like, oh, exciting, look at this fire. And then, poof, you know, a whole forest gets burned down. And I feel like sometimes we're like that with technology. are like, woo, look, exciting technology. And then like, poof, we burn down a little bit of democracy. And it took a little bit of time for early humans to realize like, oh, I actually only need to make a small fire to cook a meal. right? And I feel like sometimes with technology, we're having to figure out how to right size it to what do we actually need. And part of, you know, I would just to super simplify it is how do we get along? right? Like how do we share resources? And so I think for me, you know, there's some fun things that are happening related to like NFTs, which for some, you know, it's, it's kind of a way to exchange art. Um, but really it's learning how to exchange, right? Like that's in some ways what the practice is. And what is it that you value versus what is it that I value? And how do we find ways to exchange things that are fair, Um, And so I think from like the most immediate opportunity, that's what's happening. But I think where I'm seeing the space go is really how do we organize ourselves in a different way Um, and in ways that align. And I think, again, this is a term that I love that you use, which is sacred economics. How do we actually understand that we have multiple ways and multiple values and multiple things that we're each bringing to the table? And then all of a sudden, now we're having more ways to do it than just one. It's not anymore just a single dollars and cents. Um, we can actually acknowledge art as value and, and a way to exchange. We can acknowledge talent and different skills and capacities. Um, and so I feel like it's acknowledging a wider set of um, tools uh, that we're bringing to the table.
1: I'm really excited to continue on this journey with you this year and to be able to share with our listeners you know what what you're learning what you're experiencing and also how is gratitude blooming also you know a part of this movement cuz very much feels like we're here to build community around self inquiry personal growth navigating change um, having conversations around the, the really r- very real things that we're experiencing right now, which is which is a lot. It's very intense.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, I just, you know, I held the gratitude circle this morning and the last card we pulled was sorrow. And it was just like there was so much that people wanted to share on just what is obviously and can be a difficult card but is also a card that acknowledges a lot of the love that we have and so absolutely you know we're trying to create spaces for you the listeners and sort of dissolve some of the walls um, that exist. and so one way that we're doing it is through discord link is in the notes below the show notes below and that feels like a way that like you know it's not just like a weekly podcast but like how are we sharing and showing up in each of these days and moments that we have together I, somebody on Instagram shared with me recently this beautiful mug and it was her favorite mug and then i think it was yesterday the day before yesterday she said she sent me a dm and her mug was broken and it was just she was like kind of bummed about it but then i told her about this japanese practice called Kintsui, which is about how do we mend pottery that has been broken. And the Japanese did it by using gold so that when we're healed and we are now actually almost more valuable than we were before. right? And that's what the sort of symbolism was. And so it's just how we can share these stories of like the highs and the lows, the pain and the joy, uh, and be present to all those feelings. And again, it's not free from feelings but free to feel each one and then let them go. And
1: how much more beautiful is that song at the end of the day, right? Like we can bring in all those different tones, Mm -hmm. just like that, that clip that you shared, just all the richness of the depths and the layers of that. Mm
0: -hmm. So is there something in your heart that wants to sing Belinda?
1: Well, you know, we, we have, we had a lot of conversations about that together this weekend and Weeping and singing for me, I feel like, are two sides of the same coin. Uh, I, I literally cried at the dinner table because of the sadness that I feel where we're at as a planet. And, um, yeah, I, I feel a lot of sadness with it. And um, and I think part of the work that we're doing is what can we do to reconnect with nature in a way that um, brings us back into right relationship. And I think from the grief and the sadness of this, uh, I feel like there is a new song that could be sung. And I think this is why we we're here to do this work with gratitude blooming is, you know, can we look at these plants and can we look at the nature around us differently so that we can change how we choose to be in relationship And so I really appreciated that conversation at the dinner table together where some of this grief could be expressed, you know, grief and anger and frustration and also ultimately hope, right? Like, this is why we're here. This is why we're doing what we're doing. You and I could have other jobs, you know, that are more financially secure with a lot more certainty. And yet we're choosing this path. So that, that, that means a lot to me.
0: Where did your love for nature, where do you feel like it really started to take hold?
1: As someone who's like fairly empathic humans, I'm deeply curious and I deeply love people, humans. And there's a part of me that also is, can be feel very energetically overwhelmed because I feel so much and, Nature was the place for me to uh, have a break, <laughs> to feel rejuvenated and also to feel heard in a way that was more neutral in some ways. You know, it just felt very pure, that relationship.
0: What Was there a moment or?
1: I think the um, peak of it was when I was, you know, really in my 30s, just going through a lot of identity questions around like, who am I? What am I here to do and living in the bay san francisco bay area where you're constantly kind of feeling this pressure to to do to be and to do and to work in a certain way it, i felt just really overwhelmed day to day life and i noticed that i would start to prioritize going for walks you know visiting with the redwood trees nearby walking the lake to see the ocean tides and Uh, going to the community garden that I shared with you when you were visiting. And I just noticed that like my spirit just needed to have more of that time and that space. And it just, it wasn't really planned. It was almost like going back to my nature, you know, through this reconnection. And, And from that, you know, just going once or twice or a third time, I started to notice a sense of inner peace within me that made me want more of it. And ultimately that led to me co-stewarding this retreat center in Mount Shasta and living here full time. And it just was just these little subtle clues and just noticing how it made me feel that led to this deeper relationship with land.
0: Mm. Well, thank you for your deeper relationship to land and really, I think, continuing to be grounded, literally grounded in the land so that as we create and I push off into the multiverse slash metaverse uh, that we are also keeping feet on the ground uh, in this work and we have one story today from one of our Gratitude Circle participants and I'd love to hear how seeing moved this person.
2: I used to play the saxophone and I I could I could really feel that vibration right in my chest, and it really it felt like a spiritual practice. It really felt like when I would play, it was very spiritual. And I um, I got a, a Native American flute, and I haven't it was a gift for Christmas, and I haven't um, I haven't played it yet. But I but uh, in hopes of of it finding that same kind of vibration. So that's. Um, Maybe that's something I'll
0: do this week. Just love that we can have these practices in so many different, we can have so many different instruments, right? Like there's our voice, there's the saxophone. There's so many different ways that we can express our song. And it's a reminder that it's not really about the song. It's what are we singing for? And are we singing for hope? Are we singing for sadness? And how do we get that expression out and into the world? And I think our hope with this podcast is that we sing a different song for who and how we want to be together and and on this planet.
1: And the vibration. I love how non-verbal that is. You know, what is that vibration that we want to... Transmit and amplify in the world, and 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 I wonder how will that create the ripple effects that we are that we seek. You know, it can't be seen necessarily, but it can be deeply felt.
0: Well, that's what's kind of cool about song and singing. Is there's no accents in singing. Like everybody actually sounds beautiful in song, and. And you don't even need to know the language to appreciate a song, right? And so, you, and, and I think that's partly why song is so beautiful is that we, we strip away the things that separate us and we can actually sort of just be present to what we're feeling and acknowledge that resonance uh, in new ways. So for this week, do you have a practice for us?
1: Yeah, this week I'm keeping it really simple. So this practice is called choose to sing. So this could be after listening to this podcast or finding another time in your week where you really um, have some space, just a couple minutes of space. And just take that time to play your favorite song could be a song that is really exciting you right now that's new maybe it's a song from your childhood that brings you comfort listen to that song whether it's playing it or just hearing it in your mind and choose to sing with that song it could be a hum or it could be literally singing the words Just let that be the inspiration for you to express your song in the world through that feeling of aliveness and joy and delight or grief or anger. Just let that song be your way of expressing yourself. Choose to sing.
0: Thank you, Belinda, for that beautiful practice. Thank you to our listeners who continue to reach out to us and share these beautiful stories. Um, and they really keep us motivated and going continue to please like subscribe, uh, let us know, um, how we can be of service and hopefully we see you, uh, in our discord server or, uh, Reach out to us on our gratitude hotline, email, all the ways. We're here for you. Cheers.
1: Cheers.